ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It's the Thursday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me on this edition. Rolling solo today. We had a lot of things planned, of course. Today was the day for the Thundering Herd rally that would take place at Pullman Square in Huntington. Let me tell you up front, that's not happening today. Next week, the weather is going to be pretty nasty later on from what we can see. So we're pushing that back one week. So next Thursday will be the rally downtown Huntington for the Thundering Herd. It's going to be at Pullman Square. We'll have more details in the next few days. And until then... Just um, don't forget, practice is still a thing. I'm not sure if they've closed uh, practice just yet. So uh, practice is happening at its normal nighttime time tonight. And if they do move that indoors, of course, uh, that will not be open up to the public. But practice is still a thing tonight at the stadium. So what do we got on the show? Well, it's going to be mostly you and me. Phone calls are welcome to 877-420-TALK, 877-420-420. 8255. Uh, I've got a lot to get into. Had a chance yesterday to go to one of those nighttime practices. I don't know about you, but I like the evening practice a little bit more. I'm sure it drives the coaches a little crazy because class is about ready to begin. Of course, you've got the week of welcome, and that means you're taking the freshmen away. So you don't have your freshmen for a good chunk of time, and camp's not done yet. Doc, of course, will be working on getting some things in place next week as uh, you're getting closer and closer to game day. Had a chance to talk with Doc a little bit later on. Going to hear from Alex Millette as well. So I had a brief conversation with him, but I did get a chance to talk to Doc yesterday. Just kind of get a basic overview of what he feels is um, where this team's at right now. So I lead into that with him. Just basically, you know, get me updated. How do you feel at this point? And here's what Doc had to say. Well, I mean, we still got a long way to go, a lot of work to do, and uh, you know, still worry about ourselves becoming a better football team every day. And unfortunately, two weeks from Saturday, we get ready to tee it up, so we'll get in a little bit of Miami stuff next week, and then uh, get rolling. But we're not close to getting there yet. How's everyone adjusting? I know the schedule's changed a little yeah, bit. I mean, it, it has. You know, we have, of course, a wild week with all the freshmen, so we lose our freshmen all day long. So we have to get them early in the morning to meet, and we can't practice till the evening. But it is what it is. You know, it's have to adjust to it and, and get ready to go play. How'd you feel about today? Anything well, stand out to you? I mean, I, you know, I like what I see. I like our guys flying, made some mistakes. Of course, that's going to happen at this point. But the defense should be a little bit ahead of the offense. If not, we probably got problems. And I saw them making a few plays today, and uh, that's that's good to see. Are you happy that we're almost done with camp and we're getting ready for game prep? I mean, yeah. that's got to be exciting for you. You know, you always want to go play the games. That's what it's all about. Yeah. But you know, we got a long way to go until we're getting to the point where we're even close to getting ready to go play a game. So we still got, uh, you know, three days of camp's a long time. we got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and, of course, some time work on Sunday. So still got four good days to put in until school starts, and we'll have to continue the, pro- in the preparation. And then it gets into that normal game preparation mode. So camp's about done. School's going to start next week. Of course, you throw in the week of welcome, all the activities that are going on. It's a good crowd yesterday at the stadium. A lot of the freshmen – who are doing activities uh, around campus. Uh, I know a lot of them stuck around for the movie yesterday as well. We Are Marshall was on the scoreboard screens, and I asked Alex Millette a little bit later on if he was going to stick around for the movie. So 
he had some interesting things to say about that, but I got a chance to talk to Alex Millette yesterday as well after practice, and I got his thoughts on where he's at right now compared to where he started at the beginning of camp. Um, you know, we're still learning a lot of stuff, you know, with a new coach and everything. But uh, I think we've – it's not just me, but, like, we've grown a lot as an offensive line unit. You know, obviously we have all the same guys that we had last year, but, you know, we could obviously improve a lot more. And I think we've came together as, like, a unit and even as an offense a lot more. And I think that's the biggest improvement for all of us. Talk about that transition. You know, what has it been maybe the, the most difficult or has it been – pretty smooth just getting everything down uh coach Atkins is a very open guy I mean he was willing to listen to everything that we had learned from coach Mirabal who we also thought was a great coach and um you know he told us his techniques he's willing to work with us and he wasn't getting frustrated he just was open to teach us and he's been a great teacher for us ever since Mirabal's left from your perspective where's this team at right now in camp um I think we are a great team like actual team um you know, I can't say anything about the season yet, but, you know, as far as, like, coming together as a team and being a family, I think, honestly, from my whole 12, 13 years playing football or something like that, this has uh, probably been the closest team I've ever been on. Who stood out so far for you? Or at least today, who, who stood out for you today? I mean, Tyler King. Tyler King, you know, even when something ha- something goes wrong and, uh, you know, we're, we're not prepared for something, he makes a cut that's not there. And, you know, our defense, our defense was on one today, and they did. They played great. And, you know, offense got to step it up tomorrow. This has been the most frustrating then, Tyler, as well, you think, as far as uh, trying to contain him, stop him? Uh, I couldn't tell you, honestly. Um, we're just going to have to get in the game and see who shows out because I think we have a bunch of great players on this team, and uh, we'll just have to see how we do, you know. We'll just have to see who shows out. Sticking around for the movie tonight? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> How many times has this made it for you to see this movie? Ooh, probably 15 to 20, somewhere around that range. I've seen this movie a bunch. How important is this movie? You know the news about Reggie Oliver passing away. How, how important is this movie? You know, this movie is not, ju- it's not just a movie. It symbolizes everything that we went through and everything that this community has fought through to get back to where we are today. And um, obviously with the pre- passing of Reggie, it's been a very tough time for our community and our program because uh, Reggie was here in the spring and he did the, uh, the fountain ceremony. And uh, he's a great guy. We all got to meet him and talk to him, and it's very, like, just sad that he's gone now. But we're going to be praying for him and his family and hope now that he's in a better place. see a rally point for this team. Um, this community, of course, really loves this, this team. And that special bond maybe you don't find elsewhere. Is he a rally point maybe, not necessarily for the season itself, but just to, to go out there and, and know that you're here now because of guys like him? Oh, definitely. We always, even you know before Reggie passed, we always have seen the people that have came before us and looked at them as models, role models for where we are today because we know that we, there's not a chance that we would be here without them. And I think that kind of like the push, every time something has happened in this community, We've always came together. There's no coming apart in this community. We always come closer every time something happens, you know. And uh, I wouldn't say it's like a motivation for the season because we always have that motivation with him. He was motivating us in spring when he was still here. But I think that he'll be watching over us and along with those 75 people, and they always are our guardian angels.
That was Alex Malek. Get a chance to catch up with him after camp yesterday. A few more days, and then you get into practice mode. Uh, I like what I saw from the defense. Uh, I can't comment too much, of course, as part of the rules of going to camp. Uh, I can't comment. I can uh, talk about things that Doc talked about and maybe what the players gave me. But for the most part, I like what I saw. I'll leave it at that only because I think there were some good things that are happening. I can't talk about specifics. Those Again, those are the rules. So when we come back from break, going to talk a little more about baseball. If you've been following the news, there might be some movement on the baseball park front. Now, that's a big part of what I've been talking about for years. I mean, not just a couple years ago. I've been on that bandwagon for the longest time. I don't even remember when I began. And I've been doing this radio show in different incarnations for a long time. So that's important that baseball is moving forward. And I understand there have been lots of hurdles to stop it. But it seems like now there might be some forward momentum. We'll talk about that when we continue. We'll get your calls in later on. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, August 16th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me on this edition. Again, a reminder for those of you who may be driving into Huntington, expecting to go to the rally that's going to take place at Pullman Square. Thundering Herd Rally every year. We team up with them. Of course, that's part of the Pullman Square Summer Concert Series. That's going to be postponed uh, because of weather. We're taking a week off from that. Next week, that's going to be the rally. So if you're looking to do that and you were heading into Huntington, maybe you want to find something else to do tonight. Next week, though, will be the rally. We'll keep you updated on everything. I think it's going to be even bigger because we've got an extra week now to plan and get you set. Should be more fun. You're going to have a lot more students in town. You got the freshmen in now. They're doing the week of welcome. And you get the regular student body back. I think it'll be more fun. So next week, it is. We'll have it for you at Pullman Square. Looking forward to it. So we didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday. Not really, because yesterday we spent a few minutes taking some time to talk about Reggie Oliver. Reggie Oliver passing a few days ago. And if you missed yesterday's podcast, go back and catch it. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, also on TuneIn, Anchor as well. You can listen to the podcast we had with a lot of guys talking about Reggie Oliver. So that was yesterday. Today I want to devote most of my time to talking about Marshall's expression of interest. That's the quote from the reports that came out today and yesterday, that Marshall is seeking expressions of interest from architectural firms to provide full service design for a new baseball facility and renovation of portions of Gullickson Hall. Now, I'll get to the baseball part first. That's a beginning. That has to be a beginning. The conversations have moved to the point where now we want to see something on paper. You can talk about it all you want. You can express interest in it. You can say it needs to be done. Everything 
that goes into talking about baseball has always centered around you're going to get a baseball park eventually. You're going to get a baseball park. And Jeff Wagner, I think he's done a tremendous job with less than anybody else. Of all the coaches at Marshall University, I think he's the one who is hamstrung the most because of facilities. Softball's got great facilities. Softball attracted a coach coming from the Big 12 because the situation was right for her, the location was great for her, and the facilities gave her confidence that she could win. It was a perfect fit for her. You've got volleyball that right now is going to benefit from whatever happens in the Henderson Center because volleyball competes in the Henderson Center at the moment. And there's going to be some upgrades there. Scoreboards going up soon. So volleyball is going to get a better facility by default. Track and field, well, you see what the indoor facility I think has done. Softball, again, can't say enough how important that facility was for the program. Tennis could use some love. I won't deny that. Tennis can lose all their games or win all their games. They still need some love. Doesn't matter. They need better facilities. But that can come later. I get it. Baseball has been the sport that needs facilities. It's the only sport in which the road team has as much as an advantage or more. Because is Charleston really a home advantage for the Thundering Herd? No, it's not. Sure, you're playing in West Virginia. Sure, some of your fans can come. But it's pretty difficult when you're Marshall and you've got to travel. Practice times are difficult because, again, you are the road team no matter where you're at, home or away. It takes several hours to get to Beckley. Now, I'm not talking about a cross-country trek here, but you're going to Beckley, it takes some time. You're going to Charleston, it takes some time. You're going to your facility. It takes a little time. You're not on campus. Your fans can't follow you. You can't generate fans because how many people are going to follow you to Beckley? Now, it's great for the folks in Beckley, and Beckley has been great. But a lot of time, you get a worker schedule around the West Virginia Power, and it's the Power's ballpark. West Virginia has first dibs on that facility because it's their facility. They're there to serve the power. That facility's there to serve the power. And thankfully, Marshall gets to use it, but it's at a cost because it's not Marshall's facility. Instead, you got to work around the power schedule. They're there to develop these players. They're there to make money. And they get first dibs. Their house, their rules. Not to say they haven't been a gracious host. Not employing that at all. It's just... Marshall has to go wherever. And so finally we get the word, and there's not much chatter here right now because there's nothing to say other than for legal terms, this had to be put out there because you have to go get an architect. You have to go and do this by the book because if you're going to build this thing, you need an architect. You need to put bids out. You need to put the paperwork in motion, and maybe something's happening soon, maybe not. But this is forward momentum. And so my thought to you is, what do you want in a ballpark? Other than a ballpark. Get that out of the way right now. And 
I knew something would happen eventually. It'd have to because it was part of the plan, part of the presentation that Huntington made for the America's Best Communities competition, which Marshall will benefit from because baseball is in the plan here. This isn't just a baseball park for the Thundering Herd. Instead, it's hoped and believed that this is going to be a ballpark that benefits not only Huntington, but Marshall. And that means the community as well. You imagine minor league baseball in those times where Marshall doesn't have baseball. I mean, that would be great. It'd be fantastic. Go see some, some baseball. Thursday night after the show, I'm rolling down to see baseball, minor league baseball, spending some time at the ballpark. It'd be great. You would love it as well. And of course, go see some herd baseball as well. The times might be better. I mean, everything's going to be pointing towards the right direction for the Thundering here if, and this is a big word, if, this thing actually comes to fruition because we have seen this time and time again. How many years have we talked about this? The fact that there has been some movement here gets us excited. At the same time, I am a little cautious only because we've seen this before. Now, I'm more optimistic than maybe I have been in the past. There seems to be a plan. There seems to be an idea here forming to how to do this. So you've got a situation where let's get some paperwork together. Let's draw up some plans and see where we can go here. Now, when we come back from break, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but I also want to talk about the other part of this renovating a portion of Gullickson Hall. What could that mean? I got some ideas. I know you do too as well. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We've been talking a little bit about the expression of interest that went out, looking for an architectural firm that's going to try to Spiffy up Gullickson. We talked about the baseball park, the facility, looking for plans there. But there's also the portion in mentioning Gullickson Hall. Now, I got two ideas on this. I'm going to go with the first idea here. And that idea is that Marshall University is looking to improve the facility at Gullickson because... They're going to give volleyball its own facility. Maybe have a facility that's going to be intimate, have a facility where you can go in, you can play some volleyball. The crowd is going to be smaller. It's going to be right on you. The atmosphere is going to be great. It's going to be the Mitch Jacobs Arena. Mitch Jacobs Arena, intimate, hostile environment, one of the toughest places to play in Conference USA. That's going to be... Idea number one. I mean, you can redo locker rooms. You can redo court, have new state-of-the-art bleachers there. You could have a a nice scoreboard. Everything will be in place. It's going to jazz up volleyball. All right. That's idea number one. We know that's not happening. Sorry. I am a huge Mitch Jacobs fan. He's one of my favorite coaches. Good guy in real life as well. Not just the coach at Marshall. I talk about sports relationship. Just a a straight-up good guy. 
No, that's not happening. Sorry. Gullickson's probably going to be renovated because you've got this guy called Dan D'Antoni. I don't know if you've met him, but he comes out, he's got these sports jackets, dressing sharp, and he wears a T-shirt. And he took Marshall to the NCAA tournament and got him to the second round. Not only took him to the tournament, won the first game, got him to the second game. And so this guy is getting things done right now. Scoreboards going up at Marshall. Brand new scoreboard. That's had to happen years ago, but it's happening now. So you're getting a center-hung scoreboard. It's going to be beautiful. Really doing what you can with that facility. Henderson Center showing its age a little bit, but Dan's come in, and they have started from scratch. The basics, just cleaning it up. Honestly. Dan has got some ideas. He's expressed some ideas. And Facilities has been able to help him out and do everything they can to to spiffy up the arena with the resources they have, the manpower they have. I have seen some improvement at the Henderson Center. And now you're seeing more improvement. So what's next? What's the next step here? Well, let's give Marshall Basketball a better place to practice, a better facility, an actual practice facility, someplace where they can practice, run drills, do what they need to do, maybe have some weight room facilities, training facilities. The list could go on and on. Maybe that's going to be what's going to happen. And it's going to be a facility where they can go in, take care of their business, have everything they need there. It's going to be better. Because after all, don't we remember Ideen Peneva leaving because in part felt like he couldn't go any further here at Marshall. He reached the plateau of his abilities with Marshall and that training at a full-time facility, training at a complex that offered maybe more amenities, better facilities, more opportunities, was going to be better for him and his aspirations to play in the pros. Now, not everyone shares his opinion. I mean, you got guys like C.J. Burks coming back. You got John Elmore. By the way, the savior of the Bahamas trip, I understand, from that third game. Trying to watch a little bit of that yesterday on the YouTube stream while watching football practice. John definitely made his presence known. He's going to be the star once again for Thundering Herd, and that's all we ask of him just to be John Elmore. And so, Gullickson has been part of this plan now to hire a firm, hire an architect, get some designs in. Baseball, Gullickson. Makes sense. Where else are you going to put this thing? And that's the relationship facility-wise between the Henderson Center and Gullickson. If you're going to do something with Gullickson, what could it be? Could it be volleyball? Could it be basketball? Could it be both? And hey, look, 
not only will the men benefit, the women as well. Let's not forget the women's program because anything that happens for the men is going to help the women. Facilities are going to benefit the women as well. We haven't talked about that. This obviously helps. You're Coach Kemper, you're sitting here right now thinking, yeah, you know what? I play here too. New scoreboards going up. Place is getting better. They're making this thing look sharp. It's going to be nice. I'm going to bring kids in here. They're going to see the new scoreboard. They're going to see that we're actually committed to facilities. Now, ultimately, at the end of the day, facilities, I don't think, are the sole major reason why kids ultimately sign. Maybe they are for some. But you can have a smoothie machine all you want. You can have a flat panel TV at your locker room. You can have all that. At the end of the day, I think coaches matter. Kids understand relationships. They're a lot smarter than you think. But, yes, facilities do matter. Facilities do matter because you try to give these kids every opportunity. There's an arms race. It's going to continue. It's always going to continue. I don't know how to balance this thing out. Because today, it's a smoothie machine. Tomorrow, what's it going to be? And so, if you've got a facility here to help improve basketball, this makes sense. Here it is, Golix and Hall. Practice facility. You could have a lounge area. I don't know. You could you could go all out. Now, we're talking about a portion of Golix, and so maybe... I'm thinking a little too grand. Maybe this is just going to be a, a secondary facility, ancillary, uh, auxiliary, what have you. Whatever the case may be, this is, I think, a positive step. And, of course, this is where my speculation is going. I like to see something for volleyball as well. I think it's basketball. You think it's basketball. We all know it's basketball. Wouldn't it be nice, though, if it was for volleyball as well? Volleyball gets some love in there. That's one thing to keep in mind. Volleyball, definitely. And they're going to benefit as well. By the way, scoreboard going up, they're going to benefit. Volleyball benefits from Henderson Center being improved. Women's basketball benefits from Marshall men's basketball's resurgence. Marshall keeps having good years in basketball, and the basketball program keeps moving forward and forward. It's taken everybody along with it. All the sports that utilize the Henderson Center, I think there's going to be definitely a benefit there. That's the same thing with the indoor facility. Yes, it's for football, but it benefits everyone. And all the facilities that go with it benefit everyone. But basketball needs some love. Baseball definitely needs love. That's why I think the baseball park if we're at that stage where we're looking for an architect, a design firm to make this thing happen, that's a move in the right direction. And then at the same time, let's get Gullickson going. Let's make some improvements, help basketball out. I think basketball's rise has been a pleasant surprise to maybe some at the university. Show how effective basketball being successful really is. I don't know what the recruiting looks like now or in the future for Marshall basketball success, but I know the exposure was 
huge for the Thundering Herd. Even just making it to the second round. First round, second round, you make it that far. It's huge exposure. And I think you can have some success in basketball. I think you could have more success in basketball than football. Because if you make it to the NCAA tournament, you've got a shot. Football's king, right? But, boy, the needle moved during basketball season, did it not? So that's my speculation that it's going to be something basketball-related for Gullickson. If not, the Mitch Jacobs Volleyball Arena will be born. And I can't wait to see my first game there. We're going to take our next break. We'll come back and continue on. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday edition of The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Don't forget, if you miss any part of the show today, you can always go back and catch it. We're live on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. We're also on TuneIn. You can find us website we post our daily episode there wrvc.com anchor is a great place as well but don't forget always subscribe you want the episode brought to you all you have to do is subscribe and then next time you load up your podcast app it will be right there for you we appreciate everybody who subscribed so far and if you would leave us some feedback as well Uh, as more the feedback you can leave us the better helps uh, more people find the podcast as well so we are all over the internets today and the reason I bring up the podcast is I'm kind of encouraging you to go back. I don't have the soundbite because I want you to go back and listen to it in its entirety. Playing the context of the soundbite would be a little too long. But go back and listen to the show yesterday. We had a lot of guys in talk about, I thought, an outstanding life and career. Reggie Oliver. Not just another guy. Part of that young Thundering Herd team. And go back to the show yesterday because I wasn't expecting what Steve Williams, mayor of Huntington, he's a former player at Marshall University. So he's been there. He's gone through some of the situations that those young Thundering Herd football team members and players afterwards went through. He felt like there's not really an entitlement feeling from a lot of guys. And so he was maybe, I don't want to say he's perplexed, but he kind of felt like there's some players that are out there who kind of feel that they're underappreciated. And he just pointed out, hey, you didn't go through what we went through. Almost a disbelief that he feels that I can't imagine you guys feeling not appreciated and you didn't do the things we had to do to just get this program running. You didn't go through all of that. And so I want you to go back and hear that in context. It was a little too long for me to play here because I would have had to play at least two or three minutes of that just to to give it to you in full context. But go back to the podcast because – I'm not saying that the mayor's calling anybody out, but at the same time, he's pointing out that, look, you don't have it rough. And I know there are a few players who feel that they're not appreciated. And 
I can't speak for them, but I've had conversations with a few people, and I think the attitude is there is appreciation for these guys. And I'll tell you this. I'll add this to it. Just, again, my opinion. But you got a guy in Aaron Goble over at Marshall University, and that guy's been around for a while. He has been nothing but a gentleman to me the entire time that I've known him. The entire time. Nothing but a gentleman. Always asks how I'm doing. Yeah, If he sees me, makes a point to let me know, you know, hey, how you doing? Everything okay? Good to see you. And I think he does that with everybody that comes and talks to him. So if you're a football player and you don't feel that maybe you're getting the love from Marshall University, I would start with that guy because I genuinely believe that he's a guy who would take care of you. Now, I'm not saying he's going to open up the ticket vault and just hand these things out like candy. I'm not, I'm not getting into the, the, the bushes here. I'm not going to get down into the weeds. But I think football players should realize uh, there are some folks who feel that maybe you feel you're entitled from a position where they feel that we're not entitled and we've gone through more. So that's where I want you to go back. Just go back, listen to that segment. But I will say this. Again, I have felt there are some guys over there that really appreciate what has come before. So I don't like hearing that as well. I don't. Michael Payton, I love watching that guy because he was in school the same time I was. I'm a big fan of Michael Payton. Huge. And I follow him on Facebook and his um, his struggles to get healthy again. And he's really an inspiration there. And I hate the fact that he feels that maybe, just maybe, not getting the love. But I'm going to go back to the mayor's point. He feels that, you know, it's the football players maybe who should feel they give something back to the University, maybe they owe a little bit more. I don't know if that's where he's coming from, but I will go to his point that they felt like, in his mind, maybe they feel a little entitled where, uh, no, maybe the attitude should be, what can we do for the university? What can we do to help Marshall University? Because I went to Marshall, and I paid them my tuition, I've got my education. I got my degree. Got my diploma. And they took care of me. Services rendered. Services rendered. I put in the time and energy to take advantage of opportunities there. I got my education. I have a career in broadcasting. The doors aren't shut on me. Okay. Football players. They get it a lot better than most of the student body. They have so many opportunities, tremendous. Now, they've got to put the work in. This isn't handed to them. They've got to put the work in. They're out there. They're working hard. They're trying to be a student and an athlete. But there are so many different 
perks and benefits for these kids. Again, they're working. They're working. But at the same time, they've got it pretty good. When you They definitely have it better than the Young Thundering Herd. But I don't want to take sides here because I think both sides do have a point. And I understand where you feel like, okay, maybe you've forgotten me. I'll say this. I haven't forgot those guys. You take that for what you will. I haven't forgot any of those guys. Man, I I love being there, watching Marshall beat Youngstown State. I was there, front row, facility side. I think I was on the 10 maybe, 10, 5. And it was just a a thrill to be there, watch Marshall one, win that game, first national championship, Division One AA. Second one was sweet too, but the first one was you can't you can't beat it. And that's gonna do it for this edition. Appreciate you checking it out for today. Back tomorrow, we're gonna do it all over again. Until then, good night, everyone. station.